Well, Fabian, I got my coffee. I got... I don't even know what I got. Well, I think it's a, a good morning for a taping. Uh, no, wrestling used to be on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Yeah. You We're bringing that shit. We're taking that shit back. <laughs> We're taking that shit back. Well, let's try and do another episode of the wrestling show. <laughs> Welcome everyone, this is Sleazy. This is the Fat Man. Welcome to another wonderful episode. Blue Spock Nancy, they're awesome. They let us use that wonderful song, Unsettling Differences. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. Um, OG Wrestling Show. Uh, it's always OG. It's always OG. Is it really OG anymore now? It's is just it just, just us now? Because with guests. The Canadian, with guests. <laughs> yeah, it's... No one wanted to wake up on this early Sunday morning with us. Well, so. I don't blame them. I don't want to be here, so. Trust me, I don't want to either. We've got a lot of things to talk about. We're kind of changing the format of the show a little bit. If you guys haven't been aware, we've been been playing around with this. We've got a couple of thing, irons in the fire, so to speak. We just want to change it up as we tend to do about every year or so. But we're going we're gonna to gloss over a couple of uh, pay-per-view events today, but we're going to talk mainly about the state of indie wrestling and a bunch of news rumors and all sorts of cool things that have happened over the last 12 to 18 months, okay? Well, here's the thing. No one really wants us to hear about Backlash and how terrible it was. I don't. Because it was bad. And No, no, it no. Was... No, no. It was terrible. Ter- terrible. Just, just terrible. And I didn't even watch the greatest from Royal Rumble, so. I unfortunately did. It was the safest Arab house show that could have had. <laughs> um, I do want to watch the Rumble match eventually. I was planning on watching it, and then I kind of fell asleep. So, yeah. But nothing. I, yeah, I heard it. It was, I heard that that house show was better than the pay-per-view, so. That is true. That is true. Um, so we're not even going to discuss this. I mean, they happened, what, two weeks ago and three weeks ago or a month ago? I just want to point out that between, I think, the six weeks between WrestleMania (sighs) and now-ish, they've had three pay-per-views and a fucking draft. Yes, the draft, which we never, normally we have a big discussion about which side won, but... It don't even fucking matter. At this point, no. I mean, we're, we're at so. the point where it's like, eh. So, um, let's, let's talk about the state of professional wrestling as a whole. As much as we would like to say that right now the current WWE product is shit, which it is. You know, WrestleMania was a pretty good show, but ever since then it's been shit. Their stock prices have hit an all-time high due to a couple of things. Due to, mainly because they got announced 10 somebody announced that they have a new tv deal coming up so and another part is of wrestlemania and the WWE network's um success for wrestlemania so that's that's 
small part of it, not a big part of it, but that's so they're at an all time high. It seems like the the best the time that WWE's doing best. Well, I can't say that's not true. I was gonna say that the the times where WWE's monetarily doing best is like when their product's like the worst. But that's not even true. So I well, it's not even a true statement. This time this time I think it's it's doing the best because all in that one quarter we had two major payoff shows, WrestleMania and this this greatest Royal Rumble thing because they got paid a shit ton of money. And then apparently their new TV deal is three times worth it is now. Um, Which they're still shopping around. They haven't they haven't found a finished product. They'll probably stay. They'll probably stay in USA Network. Um, SmackDown's apparently not getting renewed. Um, Yeah, I found that interesting. I found it interesting too. And of course, people on the internet are like, "Hey, um, just put SmackDown on the network." That would be the stupidest thing to do. You know why it would be the stupidest thing to do? They don't get revenue, right? They don't get the advertising revenue for SmackDown. So, and they are getting paid to produce the show. They don't produce. They don't. They the TV say USA Network pays them to produce their show. So, if they put SmackDown on WWE Network. They're losing that money, and they have to pay out of pocket to produce their show. Right. So why would they do that? Fox Fox has been rumored for a long time going to FS1. Um, there's some talk of putting it on network television. I, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, and I don't think if they do Fox, I don't think Fox would like that because you're taking away two hours of – even though it's originally run programming um, – you're taking away from like sitcoms and dramas that will probably probably do a better rating, to be honest. Yeah, because while well, we'll task answer on this a lot over, over the next hour or so, but <clears throat> um, wrestling fans are majority eighteen to forty nine, and they're male, which is a great demographic to have, but in prime time world. When you're talking about network TV, you need a lot more than that. Um, not everyone watches wrestling. It's a small, it's a relatively small demographic in response. Not to say that it isn't a, you know, it, it is a big demographic. A big demographic, but it's not as big as a lot of other network shows. Alright, so Big Bang Theory as a, an example. Right, and their ratings have dipped. Mm-hmm. But they're still, what, the number one comedy on TV? Yes. After 11 seasons? Which <laughs> so, I still think is amazing. Oh, no, they're number two. What's the number one comedy? Roseanne. Ah, oh, fuck Roseanne. That show always sucked. Um, I love Roseanne. No, I can't. You I, motherfucker. I can't stand her. It's like Seinfeld. I love oh, every yeah. other character but <laughs> Seinfeld. I don't like, watch Seinfeld because I don't like Seinfeld, so. So, I can now you see her. my point. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But anyway, so that's WWE. That's I'd say state of wrestling. That's WWE. They're doing fucking amazing, even though their product is shit right now. Which ended in a Seinfeld versus Roseanne debate immediately. Of course. Um, anyway, actually, let's actually touch on one thing though that we talked about in our chat. Okay. The big cast situation. <laughs> Yeah, Again, this is what this is when I wish Travis was here. 
So what was – okay, you you started. Go ahead because you know more about it. I kind of came in – I was at work, so I kind of didn't really – wasn't able to pay attention to the – so go ahead. So basically the situation with Big Hass was a couple weeks ago they were trying to get heat for him and Daniel Bryan for Backlash. So, of course, as WWE likes to do, they like to bring midgets in. So they brought Little in, people. Yeah, little people. Dwarves. Drug-peddling midgets. Drug-peddling midgets. So, Big Ass was supposed to go out there, bring out the midget, blah, blah, blah. He, he, he. And then uh, finish the segment by big-booting the midget. Which sounds fine, except now I'm I'm gonna pull a uh, Conrad Thompson here, but you the rumor and innuendo <laughs> state. Now keep in mind, all of this is rumor. We don't know what happened because we weren't there, and we've we've gone down this road many times. But supposedly, according to the dirt sheets, Big Cass wanted to throw some extra punches here and there on the midget after he big booted him. And the agent in charge of the segment said, no, I don't know who it was. It's probably like, um, road dog or something road like dog that. Or something. Yeah. He's like, no, don't do it. Just do the big boot. Big cast didn't like that. So he went to Vince and Vince said, no, we don't want you to do that. Just do the big boot. So, if you remember that week of Raw, he goes out there, does the big boot, and then beats the shit out of the midget anyway. Basically going into business for himself. Now, a lot of this stuff is rumored. It's interesting to note that after the fact, in post-production um, viewings of Raw, they cut out the fact that... SmackDown. Did, or, excuse me, SmackDown. I'm thinking Raw, because he was on Raw. Um, on post-production SmackDown, um, they cut out everything past the big boot. On the snippet for YouTube, they cut out everything past the big boot. And part of the reason why, I, I believe this was part of the reason why, was they wanted to protect the big boot as a big move. And to have them, have the midget have to sell less for the big boot because he was being, you know, mauled. You know, was an issue, mm -hmm. but the the fact remains, Cass went into business for himself and supposedly he's in the doghouse, and that's part of the reason why he's basically the the feud with Daniel Bryan has been um, minimized and it's it's basically been this you know shit show from then on out. Travis said something about how what do you say to. Here's here's an idea to push Kaz, have him lose, which is shit we say all the time, but it bugs him when, and he, they call and they call us marks and we're we're fans. It's, he's going he's doing the same thing. Yeah, the exact same thing. And I and that's why I kept saying Daniel and everyone was wondering like Danielson, Danielson, he's doing this with Danielson, and I didn't get a chance to say this, and they always say it, so I'm gonna do it. Dennis is a former world champion. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Big Cass loses to him. Him being in the ring with him elevates him. They always say that. But in this case, you know what? 
they don't see it. Yeah, because he's a vanilla midget. Doesn't matter. Right, I know. I'm just saying that, but that's their that's their justification for it. He's a vanilla midget that doesn't really. It doesn't matter. They do they just proves they were hypocrites. Oh, and that's why I'm like, that's why I, I that's why I find it was funny. But then you said something about how Travis like, oh, I don't believe that's the case, and you said Travis Neal got suspended for what? Gra- like grabbing playfully, the shoulders, gra- playfully grabbing the shoulders of Vince McMahon or something. Yes. And Travis like, I don't remember that at all. And you put like 50,000 links. Like, oh, I still don't remember it. And it's like, oh, my God, he's a Trump supporter. So, <laughs> so, uh, wow. yeah, I, I just wanted to bring that up real quick because I found it fucking hilarious that these guys, and we, we're totally burying them, but these guys fucking are. Fucking bury the Canucks. No one gives a shit. Are, do the same thing. Tell us, oh, we're just fans of them. And then when they say the same things we say, they don't see that they're doing the same thing. To be like, fair, to be fair, Ryan was on our side for that. Yes, he, of it, so. he was. Travis was being Travis. Well, here here was what I was, I was trying to point out. And I don't understand why he didn't get this as a promoter. Is that when you are telling your guy that you've brought in and paid money for to do X... And then they don't do X. Why do you think that's a pr- not a problem? Right. <laughs> that was like, my only thing about it. He's like, I don't know how. Like he was getting. He's like, well, I don't know why he's getting what quote buried for that. It's like he's not getting buried. Yeah, it's. And that's another thing. We'll say it. Buried. He's getting buried. Losing doesn't make you buried. And Ryan even said that too. Ryan's like, losing doesn't make you buried. He lost. Doesn't make you buried or jobber or whatever it was. Right. So it was just really Travis. Well, here here's the thing: is that if after this feud, this feud basically ended right after backlash. Okay. If he goes Pretty... and, and starts challenging for AJ or something or whatever, wins money in the bank. Or wins money in the bank or something, then you can say, okay, this was his, this was classic WWE booking of making him look like shit just before he wins the money in the bank, so it's a quote-unquote surprise. Surprise. And then he loses a bunch more matches. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, which still could potentially happen, but uh, just the, the concept of him just going down into the fucking low, low mid card could be fun and interesting to watch. Okay, so, fuck Big Cass. Okay, so, we're done, okay. I got a little bit more rooms and rooms of WWE. Let's go to our our main story tonight. Our main story. Wow. Indie wrestling. <laughs> what the fuck is indie wrestling? You know, it's that wrestling promotion in Indiana. Oh, wow. I didn't realize they had one. They have a bunch. Well, it's probably the bunch. They're probably all garbage. Fucking marks. <laughs> um, so, now we're going to lump a lot of things into indie wrestling here. We're probably going to talk about Ring of Honor, which is what we consider the second biggest company in the U.S. behind WWE. Because it is. Because it is. But it is. It it truly is because it's not WWE. Indie wrestling has basically become not WWE. WWE. Well, yes and no, because <laughs> you have a television. Well, it also helps that the owner of ROH. Just have to own a shit ton of syndication television. 
Yeah. Well, it's either here or there. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I mean, te- technically, TNA isn't indie wrestling, but they are. Fuck, there are much more <laughs> shindy wrestlers than I, I care to imagine. And I've got friends that work at Impact, so I can't say much. Um, here's the thing. Um, wrestling as a whole has changed when it comes to independence because there are guys out there and I'm not just saying the young bucks anymore. There are a ton of guys out there that make a comfortable living to a really good living doing professional wrestling outside of WWE. And that 10 years ago was absolutely unheard of. You know what changed it? What do you believe changed it? The internet. More access to it. More clips of these guys doing spent. Well, they're spots, high spots. But and people are like, oh shit, I want to see these guys wrestle now. So as much as we bash the internet for breaking kayfabe, we also have to say it has fucking helped every single indie wrestler get their name out there in that form of medium. Not only that, it's helped them make more money too, not just in views, but merchandise. Right, because promoters will see these guys and be like, maybe I should book him for our show too. So they'll be able to get their own bookings just through YouTube clips. Yes. So it's helped a lot. Here, Here's, you know who I give more credit than most other indie uh, places? PWG. PWG has done a great job of what people like to call spot wrestling. Where it's, okay, you, you, get in the ring, do the craziest shit you ever could think of doing, and then, after 15 minutes, hit your finisher and get to the back. <laughs> hit yeah. your finisher? Yeah, I know. And PWG? Yes, well... Come on. Come I, on. I'm not kidding, because usually what ends up happening is that they do these amazing fucking things, and then somebody hits their finisher and wins. Nothing else is a fucking three count, but their finisher. To be fair. But the point the point I'm trying to make is that uh, they're basically just left to do whatever the, whatever the fuck you want to do. And here's the thing about PWG that really shocks me. They live and die through DVD sales. Yeah. They're, they're a big indie company who, th- who thrive and die thrive and survive on DVD sales. It's amazing. Yeah. In this day and age, we have all the... Okay, I have my computer up. I have New Japan World, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix, PlayStation View, Fox Sports Go, ESPN, MLB.TV, ROH Honor Club, WWE... I don't know if I remember WWE Network, but WWE Network, all links to my computer right now. And yet, they're still surviving on DVD sales. DVD sales. Yeah. It's amazing. And I give them a ton of credit. So, obviously, there's a niche out there for these high spots. Not yeah. everything. And not. And I'm the NWA guy. I love me some psychology. I think a match is absolutely fantastic with psychology. 
But there is a part of me that's like, these guys are so athletic now. They could do almost fucking anything in the ring, make it look sick, but also safe. Sometimes not. <laughs> but but it just looks absolutely fantastic. And who cares if there's 10,000 super kicks or jumping nothings and freaking illogical stuff in there. It looks great. And it and it pops. So good for them for finding and, and the wrestling business has changed because of the style of wrestling now. You're still gonna have that WWE style of wrestling, but yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's crazy though. I mean and don't forget PWG was basically brought up now listen to these names. Joey Ryan we don't know who he is. And Super Dragon. You know, are the two main guys still associated with the company? Excalibur is too. But, like, they were six wrestlers that came together and created Pro, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. You know, it's not like it was some major um, promotion head that came about and said, hey, I want to do another tiny promotion. No, these were just a bunch of wrestlers that got together. And they've been around for, oh, God, uh, 15 years? No? It's fun? Somewhere around uh Somewhere around there, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's amazing how they've done stuff. It's one, it's literally a one venue show. Right. They don't tour. They don't, and that's another thing too. They don't tour. So it's it is amazing how they're able to keep going without touring, but staying in the same building every time. Right. They don't have the impact zone sting. They don't have the um, ECW arena stink, you know? And even to be fair, the ECW arena stink wasn't that, that bad. And they ended up touring after a while anyway. But yeah. Um, but the point still remains is that when you have one building like that, and you're, you have access to the same number of wrestlers or wrestling fans, it, your product tends to get weird. Things start happening. People get over that other people wouldn't necessarily get over. Um, shows get hijacked and shit like that. Um, NXT kind of has a little bit of that going on right now at full sale. Um, but yeah, so PWG is a great example. Let's go to another example that I think is an interesting one, and I can't believe I'm going to mention this. This is two shows in a row. CZW. <laughs> um Combat Zone Wrestling has been around for, God, 20 years. Um, DJ Hyde bought it, fuck, 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. I don't even remember. Um, the The interesting part about CZW is it, it lived and died on hardcore wrestling, ultra-violent style. Okay, Fat Man, you went to the CZW show in... Um, New Orleans. How much ultraviolet wrestling did you see there? None. Exactly. They've changed their product. And and part of this was DJ's making. He did not want all these shows being this super, super um, insane uh, ultraviolet <clears throat> shows as much. Yeah, they still do Cage of Death. Yeah, they're still doing Tournament of Death. But that's not their main focus anymore. It's a satellite part of their company now. Um, but it's it's crazy. 
Um, there, there have been other things that have happened recently, like the GCW incident. Um, are, are you familiar with the GCW incident? No. Okay, so GCW, uh, Game Changer Wrestling. So, what happened was, DJ and the Booker had pitched, or, well, the Booker of, uh, um, of CZW pitching an invasion angle to DJ. DJ didn't want it to happen, which for all rights absolutely shouldn't have happened. But the Booker decided to go through with the angle anyway. So they had a couple, they had uh, two guys from GCW come down and get involved with uh, the, the actual invasion, okay? DJ legit called police and got them out of there. Okay. <laughs> hmm. He fired the, the booker from CZW. Um, all sorts of shit happened. Basically DJ said, you can either work for us. Or you can work for game changer wrestling. You're not working for both with the exception of Matt Tremont, who basically is like a God, you know, he gets, so he <clears throat> writes his own ticket, so to speak. But the point, the point being is that CZW has been, has completely changed where they've come from and have created a great wrestling base in New Jersey. And they have their own streaming service. They have uh, czwstudios.com. Can't believe I'm plugging them. Whatever. Um, but DJ's done a great job of changing how wrestling is down there. And they've become a better company over it. It's a place for people to work. Right. Um... I have nothing to say about that because I've only seen one CZW show, so I don't. <laughs> um, so let's let's uh bounce around. Let let's bring the stink back in. Let's talk about Impact Wrestling. Um, Impact Wrestling's kind of at a weird impasse, has it as it's always been for years and years and years and years and years. Um, I don't. Half the time, I don't even know who's on the show. Um, All I know is Don Callis is now booking. Yes. And Pentagon Jr. is a world champion? Yes. That's all I know. That's all I know. Weird things have happened. So, basically, Impact Wrestling is now a Canadian company. Effectively. Um, Anthem Uh, Anthem now owns it. Um, They're running more shows up north. Um, ironically, they've become more of a Northeast company because of it. Um, it's, it's, it's strange. It really is strange. Um, obviously Jeff Jarrett owned it in 2002, but now it's owned by this weird subsidiary called Anthem. Um, I find a lot of their current partnerships are interesting. Uh, currently... They are working with AAA in Pro Wrestling Noah. That so, explains Pentagon Jr. being the world champion. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the other thing is that I'm pretty sure it should have been Del Rio, but Del Rio got fired because he likes yep. cocaine more. So <laughs> then they're all so then they're all like, We need a Latino champion. And I mean, you can't go wrong with Pentagon Jr., so I can't say much. They have a lot, a lot of 
working relationships, including like Future Stars of Wrestling, FSW, Smash Wrestling out of Toronto, um, AML Wrestling, Super Kicked, Border City. Uh, Border City Wrestling is in uh, Buffalo area or Niagara Falls area. Um, Rockstar Pro, the Chris promotion, which should be pretty obvious because the Chris mm-hmm. worked for uh, TNA. I keep wanting to say TNA. Speaking of which, um, on a little aside, the first time the words TNA were said in a scripted segment in WWE was when Kurt Angle said to Sammy and Kevin, hey, I hear TNA is hiring. The first mm-hmm. time they've ever said that online in the script segment. I find that interesting. They also worked with House of Hunter. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is that Impact Wrestling has become more of a glorified indie promotion in the fact that you've got a lot of these indie workers coming into the company and working for Impact. Austin Aries, great example. He came in without a goddamn contract and is also on Ring of Honor. Hmm, okay. Whatever. Um... I don't think it'll be back, but that's beside the point. But uh, there's a lot of guys on the roster currently that are also indie wrestlers doing other indie things. And there's kind of a shift in TNA from this, okay, we're going to lock you down into uh, a permanent contract with us, to, yeah, go ahead. Go out there. Go wrestle. Just say you're an impact guy along with us. You know, we're trying to change who we are as a business. Probably because they're like, hey, man, you're not going to get paid here. You might as well get paid on the indies. <laughs> I mean... Ooh, snap. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, I think I think the, the problem... or not, It's not a problem. I think it's a great idea. Uh, part of the reason why it changed so much is you had Don Callis on their, their main stuff, but also Scott DeMore is their other executive vice president. I think he's of talent relations. Um, he took um, Bruce Pritchard's job um, from many years ago. Um, I think that they've got a great idea of bringing in these uh, Mexican wrestlers to come in from t- AAA because there's a lot of untapped talent there. And there's the wink-wink, nudge-nudge of, hey, we, they were also on Lucha Underground. They had a TV show, wink-wink-nudge, you know. And I think that's going to be great for Impact more than anything else. Um, so uh, they also have... I wouldn't say more than anything else. They need creative. I mean, you need the wrestlers to execute it, but I... I think they've got a great set of guys there yet. I think they've got a lot of interesting guys. Let me just put it that way. Um, but here's the other part that I wanted to bring up. And this is relatively new. Excite Wrestling does this as well. They actually do content on Twitch.tv. Which is an interesting little wrinkle about professional wrestling in general. Is now you have a, a video streaming platform. It's relatively easy to get into. That you can take an entire wrestling show and stream it live. Without pretty much any overhead. Um... That's pretty amazing for the fan side of things. Now you've got guys like, like I said, Excite Wrestling does this. Um, Russell Circus does this. Um, now, obviously, um, Impact does this as well. That's a huge deal. 
you're giving a whole new set of eyes to access professional wrestling in ways that hasn't happened before. And it goes back to the internet thing. We are in an age where I can go and watch guys like Sean Carr, like um, Greg Excellent, or uh, Joey Ryan, or um, even guys like Gangrel, who are just, you know, they're, co they're coming back a little bit. Um, and being able to show them, promote them, and get their names out there, get their matches out there in a way that's never happened before. Um, when, and I'm, I'm going to bring up uh, 2CW as an example. Back in 2CW days, for the most part, you had to pay to watch a, an online pay-per-view of that, even semi that caliber. Nowadays, Twitch does it for basically free. It's amazing. And things are changing because of it. Right. And that goes back to you get you have better access now than you ever did before to seeing these guys work. So. So let's go to the, the last one before we talk. And then we'll kind of transition to the other big part of why we were talking about <laughs> independent wrestling. Ring of Honor. Um. Which, by the way, Super Card of Honor is still going on. Yes, it is um, May 20th. It's 9.50 in the morning. They're, they're maybe on their 16th match, I think it was. I think Flip Gordon's coming back out after saving a Cheeseburger again. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. So long. <laughs> Anybody, Anyone talks about Ring of Honor, I say, well, Super Card of Honor is still going on. So... Um, <laughs> So Ring of Honor is this little tiny promotion that no one really talks about. No. Um, I think I think you have to talk about it more than I do because outside of Supercard of Honor, I don't watch as much as you do. Uh, uh, well, that just backfired on you because outside of Supercard of Honor, I haven't seen shit in like six months. Yeah, but you're the one that's got new, uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, Honor Clubs? Yeah, whatever. Which I've Ring watched like once. <laughs> great. Um, but talk about Honor Club, though. I mean, that's, well, that's well, a great example of why in, well, independent wrestling has changed. Pretty much what Honor Club is, is Ring of Honor's WWE Network. That's pretty much what it is. Like, you get... Back pay-per-views, you get their weekly televisions, and you get their live pay-per-views when it works. Ooh. Um, ooh. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's pretty much Ring of Honor's WWE Network. Well, also at the same time, you have – does TNA still have that Global Force Network? Because I believe they do. Because it's still called Global Force. That's why I'm like, do they still have that? So, um, I don't know. I, I stopped subscribing to them a long time ago. But, yeah, the simplest way to say is ROH is WWE Network. And ROH having their own network is absolutely fantastic. The only downside is, it, like, they have kind of – they have tiers on, like, WWE Network. You can be, like, a VIP member, but you have to pay in full for the full year. And – or you could pay it month by month. But if you pay it month by month, I honestly don't think you don't get the live pay-per-views. You, do you can go back 
I think you go back and stream them. I think I don't know. I'm, I don't remember, but you don't get them live. That is correct. And by the way, this thing is, it's probably be better to go back and watch them. No, watch them. No, on demand instead of live because their live streams have been fucking terrible. Yeah. But, but they've also been around what since two thousand two. That's sixteen years worth of content you can put on that. That's a lot of content. Especially when you've got guys that have walked through Ring of Honor, including I'm gonna drop like Rick Flair to be a dick, but uh, you know, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, uh, Brian Danielson, Nigel Joe McGinnis, um CM Punk CM Punk, uh uh, uh Austin Aries, I Tyler mean, Black, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, um I'm I'm Kevin having Owen, to... Kevin Steen. Oh fuck them. <laughs> El Generico. El, El Generico. They went back to fucking Mexico. Fuck them. Uh no. I mean there's so many guys out there that once called Ring of Honor home. And right. It's amazing. And and having Honor Club give you access to that is pretty amazing because once again it shows guys that didn't make it to WWE but are still relatively well known that are out there. You know, the, and even now, Cody Rhodes, Flip Gordon. Well, well, Cody Rhodes has made it to WWE. Yes, but my point That's... is that he, he's he's become a bigger star after leaving. True. Okay. Dalton Flip Castle. Gordon, Dalton Castle. Nobody knew who Dalton Castle was. Well, we did. Well, because uh, we're point being, we're us, so we're yeah, cool. We're, we're fucking awesome like that, but. I mean, outside of that, nobody knew who Dalton Castle was. Nobody outside the Northeast that went to indie shows knew who Dalton Castle was until Ring of Honor got his. Mm-hmm. Ring of and Honor. And now he's their world champion. Yes. Um, guys like Cheech. Cheech was part of uh, Ring of Honor. Um, Mark House was a part of Ring of Honor. Um, I'm trying to. Th- Sean Carr was. Sean Carr. Sean Carr had a cup of coffee in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of guys that took a lot of time and gotten into the Ring of Honor. Uh, uh, Colin Delaney. Colin Delaney just recently uh, went back on Ring of Honor TV. So all these guys are getting spots and, and matches and, and showcase moments. And they're taking advantage as much as they can because it's a big platform. This is... It's not the... Okay, if I don't make it to WWE, I'm not a known wrestler anymore. Now guys are making it on their own. They're making it uh, through places like Ring of Honor. They're making it through places like PWG, CZW, uh, IWA Mid-South. I hate bringing them up, but whatever. But all these big medium uh, promotions, GCW, um, all have this one single need to get guys over and it's done a great job over the years, which means with between partnerships like with New Japan Wrestling, we, we're not going to talk too much about them because we've talked about them a long time ago, uh, but the partnership they have with Ring of Honor has brought guys that no way would you see in the States actually making it. Uh, Tanashi. Naito. Naito. Uh, Okada. Uh, even... Um, Gaijins like Jay White and uh, uh, he 
Cody, yeah, I know. But uh, but Cody Rhodes, the uh, Gorillas of Destiny, pretty much the entire Bullet Club, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. but I mean, a lot of those guys would never have made it here without that partnership with Ring of Honor. And the reason why they have the the dojo in L.A. is partially because of that partnership. So the the amazing things um, that have happened in in professional wrestling globally have, have made a huge impact. Progress wrestling in in uh, the in Europe, in the U.K., in um, uh, ICW. In Ireland, and um, I'm I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry, you guys, but uh, Rev Pro was it C4? No, C4 is up in Canada. Yeah. Uh, WXW. You know, all these promotions worldwide have gotten huge because of the fact that the internet has allowed us to watch them. They we don't need a TV deal anymore to show wrestling, and that's freaking cool. Uh huh. And it also means that us as wrestling fans are thrown at so many different options that we could watch wrestling 24 hours a day. That's great. But it also means that you have to watch wrestling 24 hours a day to get through it all. Let's talk about All In. Yeah. Aces full, Mike. So All In, it was a joint production between Ring of... No. It was a joint production between TNA... No. No, it's just a joint production between three guys who really fucking love wrestling. Cody so Rose, means it wasn't a joint production at all. It was three guys getting together being, let's put on a show. <laughs> and that's pretty fucking cool. Cody and the Young Bucks, okay? They used their YouTube channel to promote it. And now it's pretty much every piece of talent about it. And but, they're using their own money to do it, too. Which is why it's called All In. <laughs> Which they pretty much just made back already. <laughs> they've, they've already made a shit ton of money on the show. Not even selling anything else. Okay. So, it's in Chicago. It's at the Sears Center. Mm-hmm. It's going to be September 1st. I couldn't get tickets to it. Because they sold out in 30 goddamn minutes. 30 minutes. 10,000 seat arena. They sold out. No promoter backing it in and here's the thing minutes it is if they well i'm saying i don't know how they're probably going to have 10,000 11,000 people there if it is a sellout i think it'll be the first promotion outside of wwe to have a to sell out a 10 to have 10,000 people Paid people in North in U.S. in years. Um, I heard a lot of different people qualifying that, but yes, since and this WCW isn't... died, that was it. Yeah, since since w, thank you, since WCW, thank you, thank you, like, since WCW died. So, in seventeen years, this is the first wrestling event. To have more than ten thousand paid people at this isn't a wrestling promotion doing it. It's three fucking guys. Yes. Three wrestlers doing this. How fucking amazing is that? And I I I go back and I point to PWG. Cause that's exactly what happened with PWG. A bunch of wrestlers got together and said, Hey, we want to run a show. 
This is how this shit starts, man. This is the newest promotion. So, and again, internet. People are like, well, yeah, but the Young Bucks should probably go to WWE because, you know, they're not getting the, they'll get a lot more exposure in WWE. I laugh at them <laughs> because look what they just did. They don't need WWE. It will be insanely stupid for them to go to WWE now. Even they, they probably, say that. They make probably more money than anybody else on the indies. No, that's not I, a probably. <laughs> that is a definitely. I'm covering my own ass because there could be someone. <laughs> I'm just making sure. But Sting doesn't make that much money on the indies. And he was offered so, seventy five grand per. So they'll probably lose money by going to WWE. And it may not all be about the money thing. May not not all people are about the money. But they like you said before, they made a extremely well off life. Without WWE. Yeah. I will be shocked if they actually go to WWE. I know when they'll go to all. WWE. Is when WWE gives them the amount of money that A, they're worth. And B, that they can't they can't go away from the fact that they lose creative freedom with their character. They would lose um, the, the choice of what dates they do. So on and so forth. If WWE can give them... The money they do, they they want, plus those two things, they will go. That'll never happen. Exactly. That's the problem. The Is money, that... maybe. The dates, that'll never happen. The dates never happen. The creative freedom will never happen. Right. So I, I find that, although WWE's changed themselves in the recent years, they picked up guys like fucking uh, Ricochet. And kept the Ricochet name. They picked up EC3. Kept the EC3 name. You know, things are weird. You can keep the name, but that doesn't mean that they'll be the same character. That's true. It, it is in in EC3's case. With the the wink, wink, nudge, nudge of... Uh, you, we don't understand why he's named EC3. <laughs> but... Right. Uh, um... But anywho, back to All In. So, here's what we got so far for the people that are in All In. Okay? Let me get get the list here. So, now keep in mind, they sold this out in 30 minutes by not even announcing any matches. Okay, there's one match announced. And ironically, it was one that wasn't even on the, the book, so to speak. Which is Nick Aldis, the NWA heavyweight champion. Yes, you heard me correctly. Mm-hmm. Is facing Cody Rhodes for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. That's actually happening. So, here are some of the people that are coming on. Pentagon Jr., Impact World Champion. Ray Phoenix, also known as Phoenix. Okada is going to be there. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo. Tessa Blanchard is going to be on there. Um, obviously, Cody and the Young Bucks are going to be there. Jody and Janela, Britt Baker, Jay Lethal, Penelope Ford, who I've worked with before. Um, Chelsea Green, Marty Skrull, 
Adam Page. Um, and then they have, hilariously, a separate event the night before that's going to be called StarCast. It's hosted by, and for people who know this name, they probably will love this, Conrad Thompson is hosting it. So you know who's going to be there, among other people. Bruce Pritchard, Jeff Jarrett, Eric Bischoff, Macaulay Culkin. This is a, this is like a, a panel-ish type thing. It's yes. not an actual wrestling event. So No, this is like their, how would you say, WrestleCon. It's going to yeah. be like a mini WrestleCon. Mm-hmm. So let, let me go back here and do this again. Bruce Pritchard, Eric Bischoff, Tony Schiavone, Cody Rhodes, Cole Cabana, Jerry Lawler, the Young Bucks, Sean Mooney, uh, Macaulay Culkin, Dutch Mantel, Dirty Dutch, awesome, Diamond Dallas Page, Kevin Nash, Tully Blanchard, because his daughter's on the card, Jeff Jarrett, Scott Hall, Teddy Long, Ron Simmons, J.J. Dillon, Jay Lethal, Lex Luger, Haku, Billy Gunn, Blue Meanie, James Ellsworth, and Hurricane Helms have already been announced, with more to follow. You're missing one wrestler that's going to be on All In. Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. I was saving that for the very last moment, but yes. Oh. Because that happened the day of the conference. That's amazing. That is fucking amazing. Um, Corgan's involved with the show a little bit. Guess who's not involved with the show? Batman. He's a um, Vince. <laughs> Sorry, I got a text message. Um, fucking Vince Russo. Okay, so he, here's the thing with the Vince Russo thing. I just brought up on this like earlier. Um, w. He bashes the Young Bucks and Cody Rose all the time. All of a sudden, All In sells out. He wants to be a part of it. Yeah. And Cody Rose says, stay away from our event. <laughs> that is hilarious. You fucking Mark. Fucking payday Mark. Interestingly enough, and I, I find this really interesting, if you, if you want to see the writing on the wall, so to speak, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, Aldis versus Cody. If Cody wins... It will be the first time a father and son have won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Yes. Pull that trigger, you motherfucker. I don't think they're going to. Pull that trigger. Billy Corgan, I know you want to do it. I don't think they're going to. I think so. I don't. It would be smart to do it, I think. but It would be actually kind of dumb to do it. Why is that? What do you think? Granted, you'll have Cody Rhodes as your NWA... Well, Well, actually... Magnus is going to be making appearances for ROH. Yes, yes, he is. So I, I guess they could do it. Because I was thinking, do you really want Cody Rhodes to defend the NWA title in fucking Huntsville, Alabama? Like, yes. you yes, know what I, I mean? Do. I very like, much do. Like these small towns that they're going to, you know what I mean? But if they're going to continue to have a working relationship, at least for the NWA title on ROH, it will be actually a brilliant move to pull the trigger. Especially considering uh, they're doing... Corgan is amazing in how he's booking this. He's doing this whole, you know, 
crusade of all these, you know, running Nick all over the fucking country, doing this everywhere. What's the he should be doing? He should be doing that. It's absolutely genius. They couldn't do it with Tim Storm because Tim Storm's like 90 years old. Uh-huh. But they can do it with Magnus because – I'm not saying Magnus is the best worker in the world, but he's the Way guy – put that, over your NWA World no, Heavyweight no, no. Champion, you asshole. But he's the right guy to do it with. Yeah, he is. So. Um, let's talk about the importance of this. The importance of All In. The importance of how independent wrestling has changed. Because that's the, the big reason why we're talking about all this. Why has this happened? Why did they sell out in 30 minutes? Why were they able to do this? Why did they want to do it? Why did they want to do it? Why did they think they were going to make money? Because let's be honest here. We do professional wrestling for the most part with weird, rare exceptions like me. We do this for the money. We need a business. We need to... We do this out of love, but we also do this because we have to feed our family. We have to feed our... Um, we have to make sure that there's a roof over our kids' heads, you know, so so to speak. Why did they think that this was going to be a good idea? Why did they think that independent wrestling is so stable and so heavy in terms of money that they were able to do this? Are you asking my opinion? Yes. I know I that was a very long set of questions, but yes. I think they did it just to see if they could do it. Just to prove to themselves that they can do it. Because I don't remember why they originally did it. Didn't, wasn't someone... I don't remember why they... What did they... Because it was happening on Twitter or something. Someone asked them about it, and then... It, almost exactly a year ago, a fan asked Wrestling Observer Newsletter journalist Dave Meltzer <laughs> on Twitter if Ring of Honor could sell 10,000 tickets That's at right. an event. And Meltzer said, not anytime soon. Rhodes said, <laughs> we're going to take that. And That's the, right. The idea evolved from a Ring of Honor show and to a self-funded event. Oh, I didn't say two other names that on that list that were huge names. Kenny Omega, which we didn't say, and Stephen Amell are also part of All In. They're that like makes the, sense. They're two, two original people. But anywho, yeah, I mean, it's, it yeah, it was like almost spiteful, but you don't, you don't throw thousands and thousands of dollars on something out of spite. At least the Young Bucks and Cody wouldn't, I don't think. Well, they I did. Think they're too, I think they're <laughs> too smart not to do it that way. Here's the problem, is that the Young Bucks are very careful with their money, despite them making a shit ton. So is Cody Rhodes. Them to say originally they wanted to do it as a Ring of Honor event says a lot. My question is, what happened that Ring of Honor and, and Kerry Silken said, no, we're not going to do this? Probably didn't think they could do it. Well, that'll show those boys. But there's the there's the end reason why independent wrestling has gotten so amazing in terms of money. They can sit there, three wrestlers, never booked a show in their lives. 
or never promoted a show in their lives, I should say. A brand new show, not backed by anyone, and sold 10,000 seats without blinking. And this is a glorified house show. It will I mean, almost certainly not be televised in any way. They'll probably release a DVD. I don't think they'll even do that. I think they will. The mm-hmm. money that they'll lose on that, ooh, I think they'll release a DVD. Or the money they can make on it, I should say. I'm not saying they can't make money off of it. I'm saying that you have some legal issues in that respect. Guys on contracts, guys on um, That's home, true. And shit like that. That may not be able to happen. If it does, great. Absolutely, they should. But legally, they might have some issues. Especially when you have the Impact Champion on. You have Ring of Honor guys. You have New Japan guys on there. We've, we've kind of gone back and forth. We've gone through the little venues. Is there anything that you want to touch on? Is there any news and rumors that you want to talk about? <laughs> Remember how I've been bashing the tag team division for, like, ever? Yeah. And WWE? Yes. WWE has reportedly been pulling back on their tag team division as officials feel they're not, there's no point to invest in them heavily. <laughs> it would explain the WrestleMania match with Nicholas winning the titles with Braun as to why they're planning on, and as to why they're planning on having Big E venture into the singles competition with the New Day. That's stupid. <laughs> on a silver note, when we asked why the company continues to give away big matches on TV, a la WCW, rather than save them for monthly pay-per-views, one source said that Vince McMahon only cares about TV these days, especially with a very lucrative TV deal set to fall in their laps. Not only that, but the business has evolved around pay-per-views means a lot less, and even the WWE Network seems little in, little movement in their subscriptions and impact, regardless of the an impact regardless of what was put on the source. Also, that's why backlash sucked ass. The source also mentions that even though WrestleMania and other big pay-per-views will forever remain a staple for WWE, the focus right now is going to be make money on the TV show. Well, that sucks. So expect your pay-per-views to be even more shittier. I mean, I'm, they literally just said they could throw anything on the network and the numbers don't even fluctuate. They have they have the enough subscribers now to where they're making a profit on it. Let's just throw garbage out there. And now they want to boost their TV their TVs. I wanna... The problem is with that though, if you're having shitty fucking pay-per-views, why would anyone tune into your goddamn TV? Um You know what's funny? Do you know hmm. what a third of their revenue is? WWE Network. No. 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 A third of their net, a third of their revenue coming in. Now, granted, they spend thirty million on it, but they get forty million in revenue out of it. Is their social media? Hmm. They get ten million profit on their social media alone, which is part of the reason why you see all the the YouTube uh, channel stuff and um, the whole Facebook match challenge thing that was a part of it just every single media social media presence that they get and all the marketing and the money that they make off that is amazing they make 40 million a year off of that okay still if the product sucks why would anyone want to watch it that's my thing i agree like i don't ever watch anything on social media 
ever. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the pay-per-views. If you're putting out a garbage pay-per-view that you're paying to see, why would I tune in to your free TV? Right? Yes, but my problem is that it doesn't matter anymore because people forget about their streaming service. It's 10 bucks a month. It, it sits on a credit card. sits there. Oh, I, I guess I don't watch the pay-per-views anymore because they don't care about the pay-per-views. Everything's happening on TV. But I should get around to canceling that. And then the next month comes out. Wow, I didn't watch any pay-per-views this month. I didn't really use WWE TV. I'm getting charged 7 bucks a month for that. I should probably cancel that next month. Oh, shit. I didn't watch WWE pay-per-views. I've only been watching TV. I think... Uh, <laughs> I think you're exaggerating about that. Some people may do that, but the majority of people will probably be, well, no, no, I, well, maybe. Because I, it, it's one thing when, A, you're counting pennies. That's a whole different situation. Right. But for the vast majority of WWE fans, and I hate saying it this way, but it's true, they aren't the, they aren't the backwards rednecks that they once were. You know what I mean? Where... It was Cletus with three teeth and four WWE shirts. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, the fan base has gotten way wider, and most importantly, it's gotten younger. So when little Johnny goes up to Dad and says, Hey, Dad! Hey, Dad! Hey, Dad! I want to watch WWE Network today! I want to watch WWE Network today! He's going to oblige, because it's 10 bucks a month. I get it. It makes sense, but... And then Louis Johnny have... doesn't watch it because he's too busy watching YouTube videos of fucking Okada. No, nah, he's too busy watching YouTube videos about Minecraft. Let's get that fucking right. Anyway. Fact, um, fact. <laughs> anyway, um, Enzo Mori has been cleared for all his charges. WWE's probably not going to resign him because he's a fucking dick. You never say never, obviously, but he should never come back. Right. Look at Rich Swan. <laughs> Sir, I retired. And what, that lasted a month? Maybe a month? <laughs> oh, Ronda Rousey versus fucking Nia Jax for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Apparently. Announced the... during the new season lineup. Right. So apparently, like, to... Okay, what are your thoughts on her getting a title shot? I think it's stupid. But okay. of the of the... Let me put it this way. Of the two opponents, I'd rather her face Nia Jax. Well, she's on Raw. Of course she's going to face Nia Jax. My, my point is, what do you think of her actually getting the title shot? Like, being the contender have, after only having one fucking match. A tag team match. No belt story at all. Just, oh, we're going to face put these two together. Sounds like normal WWE booking to me. I mean, I don't like it, if that's what you're trying to get me to say. No, I think it's stupid. But at this day and age, the, the they're going to put a title on her because she's a, a media force. Well, my problem is there's no built story. So you can announce it all you want, but that's why I was like, huh? Like, why are you... Putting these two together with one no-build story and two 
Ronda Rousey having a separate fucking storyline. This that's that's another thing. She had a separate fucking storyline like with Natalia, then all of a sudden, oh look, she's getting a title shot. Yeah. It's like it's like what what? Where the fuck did this come from? Like it came from out of nowhere. And she had one match and you know how she's like, Oh, I'm gonna earn my spot. One match in. Oh, I got a title shot. I hate to be surprised, but I'm not. Like and apparently the rumor and innuendo is that you know, you know, is that um, they're gonna further the storyline with Stephanie McMahon and Nia Jax gonna turn heel and align with Stephanie, which again would make sense if there was a story between Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey to begin with. Yeah, but why? Why? Why do we have to push the whole Stephanie McMahon thing again? Because WWE wants to make a start out of Stephanie McMahon. We've already covered this like 10,000 times on our show. Because sympathetic babyface Stephanie McMahon has to come back. No. Yes. No. Yeah. So Why not? Nia Jax is turning heel. Yeah, and? To align with Stephanie. We're the sympathetic babyface Stephanie McMahon. Oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I get it. I gotcha. There never, we go. Never mind. Uh, oh, you mean the Stephanie man likes to bury every character she's on screen with? Yes, that's happening. You know. Um, here, here's here's my other issue with it, and this might sound like a more of a nitpick than anything, but wasn't the reason why Nia Jax was turned face was to, you know, get over this bullying thing? Why would she go heal again after all this? You know what I mean? It doesn't. It doesn't make sense in that respect. She never should have turned face to begin with. To be fair, she's, and I. I have to tiptoe around this, but she's a monster heel. She should always be a heel. Right. She, she's a perfect heel. And all Ronda Rousey has to do is just come out there and beat the shit out of people. Yeah. You could have easily made that a face heel confrontation to begin with and never have done the whole Alexa Bliss thing. Was was the plan all along to get the title on Nia just so she could be fed to Rousey? I don't think so. Then I don't get it then. You know what I mean? Or are they trying to, to pull the, um, this is just the first match in a series of matches that they're going to do, a la AJ Styles versus Nakamura. The... The dick punch feud. <laughs> the dick punch feud. Okay. Let, can we quickly talk about that? Just for a moment. You have... Okay, I know exactly what you say. You have fucking AJ Styles and Nakamura, and the feud is revolving around dick punches. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's... The, the feud is the most backwards fucking feud in the history of WWE, I believe. Because it started off with... The beginning of the feud was Nakamura, Nakamura dick punches AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Which after, is where you blow off feuds, by the yes, way, not start them. Yeah. In a decent but not great match, they then take it to the next level by having another dick punch issue at the Greatest Royal Rumble, which involves them into doing another dick punch angle. What the fuck is going on here? 
So the most it has to go to a last man standing match, right? It has to be. Where the winner is the guy who hits the guy sorry, in the nuts. In the nuts, the hardest. <laughs> a dick punch on the pole <laughs> match. There you go. <laughs> it is a dick punch match in every sense of the word. Dick Even punch into on, the fans. Dick punch on a pole match. Vince <laughs> <laughs> Russo confer- return confirmed. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is, it's just the most ridiculous fucking feud. AJ Styles and Nakamura in 2018 are feuding in WWE. Why? Because of dick punches. <laughs> no, they're not two of the best wrestlers of quite possibly the last 20 years. No, it's because they like to dick punch. Jesus Christ. Um, any other news in your Um, I'm looking right now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, dick punch. Ladies and gentlemen, dick punches. Ooh, updated card for NXT TakeOver Chicago. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Aleister Black in a street fight? Didn't they just have one? For the title? No. No. No, sorry. Johnny Gargano versus Jamaso Chapa in a street fight. And Aleister... Oh, it was an unsanctioned match. <laughs> it's a street fight. It's a street and fight. Aleister Black will face Lars Sullivan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And Shayna Baszler versus um, Nikki Cross, and oh my God, Ricochet versus Valentine Dream, Splooge. Splooge. That's gonna be nice. Um. um uh. Fucking um. What was that? Adam Cole versus Question Mark. Adam Cole versus. I predict Question Mark. He's the North American champion, man. Charlotte, Charlotte Flair uh, has that surgery for a ruptured. Breast implant. Good for her. The funny thing is, like, even before she came to WWE, like, she was an attractive woman. She didn't need breast implants. So why would she get them? Like, I don't understand. The answer is, why not? Ooh, backstage news on career plans for Roman Reigns. Oh, God, here we go. While Reigns technically is not qualified for the money of the bank lottery match, there's speculation who defaced Brock Lesnar for the universe title at the pay-per-view. Fuck, Of course no. he will. That's according to <clears throat> fuck Dave Meltzer. Hashtag Dave Meltzer. That's not fuck the Dave plan Meltzer. as of Lesnar is not. He's like, that's a, that's not all oh, according to Dave Meltzer. That's not the plan because Lesnar's not scheduled for the pay-per-view. So actually, we already don't. Okay, he's going to face Ginger Mahal. Yeah, because he needs a fucking heel a to win. be baby face over. He, he needs to have a he needs to actually win a match so they have to put him against the least fucking protected WWE champion of all time in Ginger Mahal. You know what I think should happen? One of the things should distract him so Ginger can hit the colossal win. Colossal win. Gotta gotta dust off that one. That hasn't been used in a while. Reason why Nakamura Styles was not backlash main event. Dick punch. Duh. <laughs> Duh. It was penciled in for the main event. The reason this was strapped and I said on the show was because the way the finish was booked. No shit. Of course. That's kind so of gotta, stupid. Because of you got it that way. Be, because, because you got to send the fans home happy by having Roman Reigns win. <laughs> Wait, 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 
they left before the main event even ended, so it don't even matter. <laughs> yeah, because the fans went home happy. I get to fucking get out of here 15 minutes early. Fuck this shit. We're out. <sighs> that should tell everyone about how they're booking Roman. And, and here's the worst part about Roman. We'll probably talk about this on another show. But Roman Reigns is not a bad wrestler. No, he's not. He's actually he's not. really good. He, just, he's he's been booked in the worst possible way for years. This man is a wonderful example of why you should turn a guy heel. Because you make him heel after all this heat that's been on him. You have a megastar there. Yeah, because the okay, yeah. So here's the thing. So everyone's booing him now as a face. You turn him heel, people are gonna cheer him. He's it's what you wanted. Mm-hmm. So the brilliant thing to do would be to turn him heel. Yeah. Or or if that doesn't work, they're gonna boo him even more, and he's a more successful heel. It's yeah, a win-win. It's a win-win. Yeah. Like. So ugh, I don't I don't get it I don't understand why they're not doing that. Yeah, we'll like, we'll save that for we'll save that as a topic for another day. But absolutely, it, it needs to happen. Do you have anything else for news moments? Uh, I think that's it. there's more, but I'm done looking. Okay, well, um, interesting show for today. Uh, expect our shows to be more topic based in the future. We'll talk more pay per views here and there, but we definitely <sighs> really want to go back to topics. Um. So, um, that's pretty much it for tonight, uh, or for today, wow. For the morning. morning. (laughs) Fuck you, you fucking dick. No. Yeah, it's Um, my fault, yep. So, uh, that's it, so for Sleazy. For the fat man. This is The Wrestling Show. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm a clip in your gun